all right. We have reached the end of the line. We hope you enjoy your trip, and if you're continuing along your travels, see the ticket agents to see where the next rail or sale line is located. And remember, this is just another day found along a long line of wonders. Greetings and welcome back to Checkpoint Gaming, Take the Ride. With this episode, we'll be discussing the variants that exist for the game. But before delving into today's episode, let's talk about today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Ghost and Campfire Stories of Huntington Lake, a collection of original fiction set in and around the area of Huntington Lake, California. These range from lake monsters that possess a threat to human beings to roaming spirits of dead airmen. Accompanying these stories are a few illustrations that are peppered throughout the collection. This collection of stories can be bought on Amazon in paperback form or for your Kindle. A link will be provided in this episode's description for those interested in obtaining a copy for themselves. So big thank you to Ghost and Campfire Stories of Huntington Lake for sponsoring this episode, and with that taken care of, let's get into today's episode. With the USA 1910 expansion, it introduces three new ways of play upon the United States map which consists of 1910, Mega City, Mega Game, and Big Cities. In order to play the 1910 version, players may select only use the destination tickets that possess the 1910 logo found in the upper right hand corner of the ticket instead of using the standard tickets. Next is the Mega Game where both of the bonus cards that come with the expansion are in play. From there, shuffle all 69 destination ticket cards and deal 5 to each player. Each player will then have to keep at least 3 but they can keep more if they wish. During the game, and whenever a player wants to draw destination tickets, they draw four, keep at least one, and any discarded tickets will go back to the bottom of the destination ticket deck. Finally, we have big cities, where the players will only use the destination tickets that feature at least one big city on it. Big cities are indicated by being printed in red and consist of Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, and Seattle. There are a total of 35 such tickets, where 15 of them are from the original game and 20 are from the 1910 expansion and includes one from the Mystery Train expansion. When the game starts, shuffle the Big City's destination ticket cards followed by dealing 4 to each player. From there, each player will have to keep at least 2 of them, though they can keep more if they wish. When it comes to that of drawing new destination ticket cards, their player will draw 4 of them and keep at least 1 with the discard tickets going back to the bottom of the destination ticket deck. With the Europa 1912 expansion, it introduces 3 new ways of play upon the Europe map which consists of Europe Expanded, Mega Europe, and Big Cities of Europe. With Europe expanded, it has 19 new regular destination tickets that have just the 1912 logo on them to the original set of destination tickets that do not have the 1912 logo on them. Beyond that, all the other rules remain the same. With Mega Europe, shuffle all 12 long destination tickets together and deal 2 to each player, with each player keeping at least one or none of them, but never both of them. From there, discard all long destinations that are not kept and are removed from the game. From there, shuffle all of the other tickets, both regular and big city, new and original, from the expansion together and deal 5 out to each player. If keeping a long route, the player will have to now keep at least 2 of these other tickets. But if the player didn't keep a long route, that player will have to keep at least 3 instead. From there, all the rules remain unchanged. With Big Cities of Europe, the long destination tickets are not used in this version. Place the Big Cities of Europe that possess the Big Cities logo on it and have the cards visible to all the players. Shuffle all Big Cities destination tickets and then deal 5 to each player. Each player will have to keep at least 2. During the game, if a player chooses to draw new destination tickets, then they will have to draw 4 and have to keep at least 1. With the Netherlands map, it has an option for players to play with without the use of the Bristol tokens. If there are 2 to 3 players and they are not playing with the use of Bristol tokens, then only one of each of the double routes are allowed to be played and for the standard rules of the game. In games that have 2 players and they wish to use the Bristol tokens, then it is suggested that they add a neutral player. With this neutral player, they will play during the neutral player phase in each turn which, which is alternately guided by each of the two live players. For the neutral player, choose a color for it and then place 40 of its strain card next to the board followed by giving one extra train of the neutral player's color to the second player. This train will serve as a neutral player marker to help keep track of which player's turn it is to play as a neutral player. During the first 5 turns of the game, the neutral player is not to be played. Simply use a scoring marker or one of its trains to keep track of the number of turns that have been taken. 
Then starting on the sixth turn, a new phase will be added, which is known as a neutral player phase, and is found on each turn, which occurs after both of the live players have taken their turns. During this phase, the player who possesses a neutral player marker will reveal the destination ticket from the top of the destination ticket deck and turn it face up. If there are no cities listed on the bottom of the ticket, then nothing will happen. From there, discard the ticket and move on to the next turn. But if there are two cities listed at the bottom of the ticket, then the player who is currently holding their neutral player marker must clean the wrap between the two cities. This is done by placing the neutral player's colored trains onto it on behalf of the neutral player. If both routes are vacant, the player can choose which one to claim. And the player will then discard the ticket used and will then pass the neutral player marker to the other player. But if one side of the double route has already been cleaned by a player which consists of either of the living players, then the neutral player will have to pay, pay the corresponding cost in Bristol token that is taken for the bank for said player. In either case, since there was no choice to make, the player will keep the neutral player marker and will then discard the destination ticket card that was just used. With Amsterdam, Rotterdam, and Rotterdam, Antwerp, they appear at the bottom of two tickets each. If the neutral player has already built this route when the second ticket lists this route at its bottom appears, then treat this second ticket as if it was blank. Once there is not enough neutral player trains left to claim a route, then a neutral player will stop playing. Its marker is discarded, and there's no more neutral player phases. Likewise, if the destination ticket deck is empty, discard the neutral player marker, and there are no more neutral player phases. From there, reshuffle all discarded destination tickets in order to form a new destination ticket deck. With the United Kingdom map, it has the option of playing with advanced technologies, which can be added to the game for more competitive experiences. It's worth noting that, that the number of advanced technologies is limited. The same rules for standard technologies are also in play with advanced technologies. With Thermal Compressor, there's only one copy of it, it costs one locomotive to purchase, and when played, it allows the player to claim two routes this turn before returning the card to be bought again. With Water Tenders, Risky Contracts, and Equalizing Beam, they all cost two locomotives to purchase. With Water Tenders, there are two copies of it, and when drawing trained car cards, that player can decide to draw three blind cards instead of the regular two. With a risky contract, there's one copy of it, and at the end of the game, score 20 points and the player who possesses it has the most completed tickets. If not, then said player will lose 20 points instead. With the equalizing beam, there's one copy of it, and at the end of the game, score 15 points and the player who possesses it has the most completed tickets. If not, then said player will lose 15 points instead. With risky contracts and equalizing beams, they will also have to be bought before the train car cards are reshuffled. Once they are reshuffled, then these cards cannot be purchased and will have to be placed back in the box. With diesel power, it costs three locomotives to purchase, and there is one copy of it. When claiming the route, the player will get to play one less card than is required, so said player will still have to pay at least one card, and they cannot ignore the locomotive icon found on the ferry route. With the Old West map, the variant that exists for it is Alvin the Alien, where Alvin will start the game with Roswell, because of course he would. It is also worth noting that no player is allowed to start the game in Roswell, and no player is allowed to place the city marker in Roswell during the game. With the first player to claim a route that leads into Roswell will capture Alvin and will immediately score 10 points. Said player will have to then move Alvin to another city they control, including their starting city. When another player claims a route into the city that possesses Alvin, said player will capture him and receive 10 points and move Alvin to the city that they control. This will continue for the remainder of the game. With the player who controls Alvin at the end of the game, they will receive the Alvin bonus card which will add 10 points to their score. With warehouses and depots, though introduced for the Europe map, they can be used with any ticketed ride map. When they are used, all the other rules are still the same with the following exceptions. First, at the start of the game, once the players have received the train car cards and selected the destination tickets, each player will get a warehouse and five depots of the matching color. From there, the warehouse is to be placed in front of each player with four depots placed next to it. The fifth depot is then placed on any seat found on the board, starting with the player who will be going last and proceeding counterclockwise around the table. Once this has been completed, the game will begin. Second, each time a player uses their turn to draw train car cards, they will have to first draw the top card off of the train car deck and place it onto a warehouse, either their own or into another player's, without looking at it, before drawing their own train car cards into their hand. 
third. Each time a player uses their turn to claim a route into the city with the player's default in it, their player will pick all of the train car cards from the player's warehouse by discarding one of their defaults from the warehouse back into the box. Fourth, in addition to their regular turn, a player can always take one or more of their defaults that's sold next to their warehouse and place them into any empty cities which counts as a free action. Fifth, at the end of the game, the player or players with the most unused depot or depots next to the warehouse will score 10 points for each unused depot. In the case of a tie, all five players will score this bonus. In addition to what has already been addressed, there will be some additional details I will need to go over. First, there can never be more than one depot found in a city. Once placed onto the board, the depot can never be moved or removed from the map. And if played in Europe, a depot can never coexist with a station. Depots that are placed on the board cannot be discarded in order to pick train car cards that piled in a warehouse. Second, players can pick cards from their own warehouse when claiming a route into a city that contains one of their own depots. Players can also pick cards from two warehouses in a single turn when the claimed route connects two cities where each city possesses its own depot. To do this, the player will have to discard two of their own depots. Third, the number of train car cards stored in a warehouse is open information, so anyone can ask how many cards are in any warehouse. Fourth, in the unlikely event that there is no more train car cards left to draw or reshuffle and one or more players have ran out of depots, then all warehouses are immediately emptied out and the train car cards are to be reshuffled into a new draw pile. With the Alvin and Baxter expansion, after completing the game's normal setup and all players have selected their destination tickets, the player who is going to be last will place Alvin on any given city on the map. From there, the player found to set players right will then place Dexter on any other city of their choice. When this has been completed, place the two decks of Alvin and Dexter cards next to the board with the bonus cards next to the game's regular bonus cards. With any destination that possesses a monster in a city that is in chaos. When a destination is in chaos, players are not allowed to claim a route that goes into or out of said destination. At any time during the player's turn, in addition to their normal actions, the player can play one or two locomotive cards from the hand. Upon performing this, the player will acquire a monster card followed by moving the corresponding monster on the map. The player will then discard the locomotive card or cards and take the monster card of their choice and placing it face up in front of them. From there, if played in one locomotive, move the corresponding monster up to three destinations away from its current position on the map. If played in two locomotives, move the corresponding monster up to six destinations away from its corresponding position on the map. At the end of this turn, Sith player will flip their chosen monster card face down and then stack it on top of any other monster cards they may have already acquired. It is important to note that if there are no more monster cards left, then Sith players are not allowed to move the corresponding monster. When a monster card is visible face up and in front of the player, then this monster cannot be moved. The player also can never move both monsters during the same turn. It is even possible for a monster to stay in the same destination after the game has started. The number of monster cards that players collect is kept secret once the card is turned face down. At the end of the game, any tickets that include a destination that is in chaos that is worth half of its normal point value, rounding down when necessary. From there, the player with the most Alvin or Dexter monster cards will score the Alvin or Dexter bonus card. If two or more players are tied with the most cards for a given monster, then the tying players will score the bonus. With Ticket to Ride First Journey, it is a kid's version of Ticket to Ride, so it's easier for children to understand and play. As of the writing of this episode, First Journey consists of the United States, Europe, and Ghost Town. Each version is meant to be played with two to four players, with the first player to complete six tickets being declared the winner. Each version comes with a game board with the respective map printed upon it, which is to be placed in the center of the table. Each version also comes with 80 plastic trains, along with some spares, and each player will get 20 trains of a single color. In Ghost Town, the trains are known as Haunted Carriages. Each version also comes with 72 train cards. With Ghost Town, they're known as parade float cards, or just float cards, and some train cards. This deck is to be shuffled, and four cards are to be randomly dealt to each player face down. With the United States and Europe, they possess 32 ticket cards, while Ghost Town possesses 33 ticket cards. At the start of the game, shuffle this deck and randomly give each player two ticket cards. The remaining cards are to be placed face down and represents the ticket deck. 
All cards that are kept in the player's hand are to remain hidden from the other players. With the United States and Europe, they possess four coast-to-coast -coast bonus ticket cards, while Ghost Town has four trick-or-treat bonus cards. They're not needed right now and are to be placed next to the board. The United States and Europe also comes with one golden ticket, and Ghost Town comes with one jackpot card. These cards are to be awarded to the player who won the game on the respective map. When it comes to that of turn order, the youngest player will go first, with play progressing in a clockwise direction, with each player taking one turn until the game comes to an end. On the player's turn, they can do one and only one of the following two actions. They can either draw two train cards from the top of the deck, or they can claim a route by placing train cards from the hand, followed by placing their plastic trains upon the selected route. The train and float cards consist of six colors. These colors consist of black, blue, green, red, white, and yellow for the United States and Europe. With Ghost Town, they consist of black, blue, green, orange, red, and yellow. These cards are what allow the player to claim routes upon the board. With the locomotives, they are multicolored and can be used as a wild card when it comes to claiming a route. In order to claim a route, the player will have to play their train or floor card from the hands and match the color and the number of spaces of the respective route. When placing the trains or haunted carriages, each space of the route will have to be claimed. From there, all the cards that are used to claim the route are to be discarded and placed face up next to the train deck or the float deck if playing Ghost Town. When it comes to that of claiming the route, it can be any route found on the board that hasn't already been claimed, even if it doesn't connect to any of the other routes that the player has claimed. Players can also only claim a single route per turn. And it is worth noting that the color of the route doesn't have to match the color of the trains or haunted carriages in order for the player to claim that given route. Remember that single locomotives are wild cards and can be used instead of any colored train or float card. With some cities, they have routes that are connected by two parallel routes and single player cannot claim both of these double routes. When your player has built a continuous line of trains or carriages between two locations found upon the ticket, then they have completed said tickets. From there, said player is to tell the other players that the ticket has been completed and flip the ticket face up in front of them. The player is then to draw one new ticket card on top of the ticket deck. If, during the course of the game, a player knows that they won't be able to complete their tickets, then they are allowed to skip a turn in order to discard both of their tickets instead of drawing train or float cards or claiming a route. From there, they will draw two new tickets for the top of the destination deck in order to replace the ones they discarded. There are also some bonus ticket cards that are in play. With the United States map, it comes in the form of the coast-to-coast -coast bonus where one of the west coast cities, that of Seattle, San Francisco, or Los Angeles, has been connected to one of the east coast cities, that of New York, Washington, or Miami, by a continuous line of trains. When this has been accomplished, the player will have to say coast-to-coast, -coast, followed by taking one of the bonus ticket card and placing it in front of them. This bonus ticket card counts as a completed ticket. With the Europe map, it comes in the form of the East to West bonus where one of the Eastern cities, that of Moscow, Rostov, or Ankara, has been connected with one of the Western cities, that of Dublin, Brest, or Madrid, by a continuous line of trains. When this has been accomplished, the player will have to say East to West, followed by taking one of the bonus ticket cards and placing it in front of them. This bonus ticket card counts as a completed ticket. With the Ghost Town map, it comes in the form of the Trick or Treat bonus where one of the Dark Forest regions, that of Gingerbread House, the Murky Glade, or Hollow Tree, and are found in the top left-hand corner of the map, has been connected to one of the seashore regions, that of Swamp, Foggy Lighthouse, or Fishing Wharf, and are found in the bottom right-hand corner of the map by a continuous line of trains. When this has been completed, the player will have to see Trick or Treat, followed by taking one of the bonus ticket cards and placing it in front of them. This bonus ticket card counts as a completed ticket. The Ghost Town map also has a Town Hall bonus which occurs when a player connects the Town Hall to the Crypt or the Town Hall to the Haunted Mansion with a continuous route for the first time. When this occurs, said player is to draw two extra float cards. In order for the game to end and the winner to be declared, a player will have to complete six ticket cards. Once doing so, the game will immediately come to an end and the winner will take the golden ticket as a reward for the United States and Europe map while the jackpot card is to be taken as a reward for the Ghost Town map.
The game will also come to an end if the player has placed their last train or haunted carriage piece upon the board. If this occurs, then the player who has completed the most number of tickets will win. And if there is a tie, then all the tie players will share the win. With Ticket to Ride, the card game, as the name implies, it is a card version of Ticket to Ride and it consists of one rule book and 148 illustrated cards. With these illustrated cards, they consist of 6 Big City bonus cards, 46 destination ticket cards, and 96 train cards which are divided into sets of 10 of each color and 16 locomotives. Just like the board game version, the objective of this version is to score the highest number of points. With the scoring of points, it is done by completing the destination ticket found in the player's hand with the additional points being scored by winning the Big City's bonus card at the end of the game. With the length of the game, it is dependent upon the number of people playing. In a 2-3 player game, they go through the train deck once and when it has been depleted, there is the final turn followed by the game coming to an end and the points being scored. But in a 4 player game, when the train deck runs out, it will trigger the round of scoring of the completed destination tickets followed by the train card discard pile being reshuffled in order to make a new train deck. When the second train deck runs out, then the 4 player game will come to an end and the final score is to be determined. During the game, players will have the opportunity to do one of the following. Draw a new destination ticket card. Draw a new train card. Play a train card in their hand onto the play area in front of them, which is known as the rail yard. Or move their train card from the rail yard onto a single on-the-go track stack of train cards which are to be placed face down in front of them. The train cards that are found in the respective on the track stock, players will use them in order to match the color and quantity of the wrath that are found upon the destination tickets and scoring points from any completed tickets and with the possibility of winning big city bonuses in the process. Regarding game turns, the US player will go first, the turn order then progressing clockwise and each player taking one turn at a time. On a player's turn, it consists of two separate steps. Step 1 consists of moving train cards toward the rail yard and on the track. Step 2 consists of performing an action. With Step 1, if a player has any train cards in the rail yard, they will have to take one card from each colored row of train cards found in the rail yard and place them face down into a separate stack which is known as their on the track stack. Once the cards have been placed into the player's on the track stack, they will have to remain there, hidden from all of the players including the controlling player. This will last until the train deck runs out and it's time for the players to score their tickets. It is worth noting that with the young or inexperienced players, the group may allow everyone to look through their on the track stack at any given time. When on the player's first turn, when there are no more cards in the rail yard, then this step can be skipped. With step 2, the player can perform one and only one of the following three actions. Draw new cards, place train cards into the rail yard, or draw destination tickets. When drawing new cards, it's the same as drawing train cards in the board game, except the appearance of the third face-up locomotive won't trigger the replacing of all the face-up cards. So the player will draw two train cards on top of the train deck and or from any of the five face-up train cards. If the cards are drawn from the face-up field, they are to immediately replace on the train deck before any other card is selected. If a locomotive is drawn from the face-up field, it counts as a two-card pick and the player's turn will come to immediate end. But if the locomotive is drawn lying from the top of the train deck, then it will count as a single pick. There is also no limit to the number of cards that a player can have in their hand at any given time unless there are no more train cards left for the player to draw. With placing train cards into the rail yard, the player will play the cards from their hand face-up into the rail yard. When doing this, the cards are to be in a suit of two or more train cards of the same color or exactly three cards with each color being that of a different color. When placed in a suit that consists of the same color, the cards are to be placed in a single row within the player's rail yard and being slightly offset from each other. If a locomotive is placed as part of a suit, then it will have to be placed at the top card. When locomotives are used in the completion of destination tickets, it can be used in any color, not just the color connected with the suit that it was initially part of when placing the rail yard. When playing train cards that are different colors, locomotives cannot be played as part of this given set. 
Trading card suits that have colors that are already played in the player's rail yard cannot be played again until the original cards of that color have been removed from the player's rail yard. In addition to this, trading cards that have a color that is already found in the opponent's rail yard cannot be played unless the player lays down more of them than what is found in the opponent's rail yard. If this occurs, then the opponent will have to immediately discard all of their original cards of set color from the rail yard. If this occurs, it is known as train robbing. When drawing destination tickets, the player can draw four new destination tickets at the top of the ticket deck. After drawing these new cards, player can keep any number of them, which includes not keeping any of them. Any discarded tickets are to be placed in the bottom of the ticket deck. Once a player has finished their turn, then play will proceed in a clockwise manner to the next player until there is no more train card left in the train deck. When the last card is drawn to the train deck, then each player will get one more turn, including the player who drew the last train card. If there is only one train card left in the train deck, a player can choose to draw the single card, thus causing the other players to perform one of the other actions during step 2. From there, the players will use the train cards found in their own track stack in order to complete as many other destination tickets as possible, with each ticket displaying the number of cards needed of each color that is required to complete said tickets. Each card can only be used in the completion of a single destination ticket, and since locomotives are wild cards, they can be used as any given color. In order to complete a destination ticket, the player will have to match a set of train cards of the same color and quantity as the rats found upon their tickets using the train cards from their on-the-track stack. For players who are colorblind, they can use the symbols found in the upper corners of the train card and on the right-hand side of each ticket in order to distinguish between different colors. After verifying that all of the claim tickets have been successfully completed, then the value of each completed ticket is to be added together to the respective player and then set aside face down next to the player. In a 2-3 player game, the game is over and the players will proceed to calculate the score. But in a 4 player game, the game will continue in the following manner. With the destination tickets that were not completed, they will remain secret and will stay within the player's hand along with any train cards that were not played. But for all the train cards, including those that were used in the completed tickets, they are to be discarded along with any unused cards by the players on the track stack or rail yard. From there, these discarded cards are to be thoroughly reshuffled in order to create a new train deck where each player will be dealt 4 new train cards. Each player will then add these cards to their hand and play will resume as before, starting with the player found left of the player who took the last turn. This will last until the train deck will run out once again. The players will then score the points from the newly completed destination tickets, which will be added to the prior score of each player. At the end of the game, players that possess uncompleted destination tickets will have to subtract the value of these tickets from the score. In addition to this, the player that possesses the most completed destination tickets that connect to each of the big cities out of Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, and Seattle, then said player will receive a bonus card for that given city and will add the associated points listed upon that bonus card to their score. In the event of a tie, then all of the tied players will score the associated bonus points. With the destination tickets, they have two big cities listed upon them, then the player will count both cities for the associated bonuses for their cities. After calculating the final scores, the player that possesses the most amount of points will win the game. But if there are two or more players that are tied for having the most amount of points, then the player who has the most completed destination tickets will win the game. But if there is still a tie, then the player with the most bonus cards will be deemed the winner. With Ticket to Ride, the dice game, as the name implies, it is a dice version of the game and is playable for people of all experience levels. When playing this version, it is done by rolling dice while playing upon a board map and comes with 5 white train dice, 3 black tunnel dice, 15 single route tokens, and 15 double route tokens. With any given train die, two sides of it have one track picture on it that indicates a single route, two sides of it has a two track picture on it which indicates a double route, one side of it has a station picture on it that indicates a station of course, and one side of it has an engine picture on it that indicates a wild. 
With any given tunnel die, one side of it has a one-track picture on it that indicates a tunnel for the remaining side are blank. All of the normal rules for the board game are in play with a few exceptions. First, the train cards are not to be used, but with all the other components, they are still in play. When it comes to the routes, any color that they possess will no longer be applied. What this means is that all the routes are to be treated as the same color. The only thing that matters is that the routes are single or double in nature. The train pieces, each player will start off with a number of them equal to what is indicated within the rules of the given map as usual. From there, place the single route and double route tokens faced up next to the map. Second, during the player's turn, they can roll all five of their given train dice with the option of rerolling some, all, or none of them. If rerolling, the player gets to only do it once and the reroll result will stand. With the possible train dice result, they consist of the following. Single route will count as one space stored in the claiming of a single route on the map. A double route will count as one space stored in the claiming of a double route upon the map. A station will allow for the drawing of one destination ticket which can either be kept or discarded, and a while which can be used as any one of the aforementioned results. Using some or all of these dice results, the player can immediately perform one and only one of the following actions. Claim a single route, claim a double route, or draw destination tickets. The player also has the option of using any two unused dice of theirs to claim a token or tokens of their choice where these tokens count as a single space toward the claiming of a route in the corresponding type either single or double. The use of these tokens can be used immediately to claim a route or they can be used later. But with that said, the player can never possess more than three tokens of any given type. If a player starts their turn with three tokens in possession, they won't be able to claim any more of them during their turn even if that player spends some of them during the course of their turn. The player is also free to discard some or all their tokens that they possess at the end of their turn and draw different ones later on in the game. Third, we have other features found on the map that are meant for experienced players. With ferries, they are connected with the Europe and Nordic countries map and if the player wishes to claim a ferry route, they will have to roll one die for every locomotive that is displayed upon the ferry route. With tunnels, they are connected with Europe, Nordic countries, and Switzerland maps and after rolling or re-rolling the train dice, the player may decide to try to claim a tunnel route. If so, the player will roll the three tunnel dice. With every tunnel symbol as rolled, the player will have to add one more single or double route train dice or token at normal in order to claim the tunnel route. But if the player is unable to do this, the set player will be unable to form another action and the turn comes to an end. It's worth noting that after rolling the tunnel dice, the player will be unable to re-roll their train dice even if they have only rolled their train dice once. With train stations, they're connected with Europe, and if a player wishes to build one, they will have to use one, two, or three of their station dice results, or a wild dice results instead, in order to build their first, second, or third respective station. From there, the player is not allowed to perform any other actions during their turn. With passengers, they're connected with Marklin, and if the player wants to move with the passengers along the route controlled by an opposing player, they will have to use a wild dice to do this. They are also not allowed to perform any other actions during their turn. With taking the ride switcher, it's set in the rail yard of numerous rail lines that are continuously bustling activity as engineers and yard workers do what they can to move cars onto the appropriate tracks. As the railroad manager, it is the player's responsibility to direct locomotives and shifting train cars into the correct position to help ensure that the trains depart on time. With Ticket to Ride Switcher, it is a single player game and it consists of a trackboard with tray, a rule book, 40 route cards, one rail yard guide, two locomotives, two broken tracks, and five cards that consist of one black, one blue, one green, one red, and one yellow. The aim of the game is to successfully connect trains and cards to the correct route by using as few moves as possible. When it comes to solving a route card, it is done so when the player manages to place all of the locomotives and cars into the required positions without exceeding the number of moves that are allowed by the given card. When setting up the game, the player will choose the difficulty level and take a route card as of the matching color. 
For these route cards, the beginner is green and our number is 1 through 10. Intermediate is blue and our number is 11 through 20. Advanced are red and our number is 21 through 30. And Master is gray and our number is 31 through 40. From there, place any locomotive cards and broken tokens onto the track board as found upon the round card starting positions. The player is now ready to start the game. With the track lines, indicate how many locomotives and cards that are able to fit upon the track. It is worth noting that only one locomotive or card is able to fit between each track line. When it comes to that of broken tokens, they will block access to sections of the track board. Once they are placed during setup, they cannot be moved, clapped, pushed, or moved through during gameplay. Players will want to use as few moves as possible to complete a route. A player will select one of the locomotives found upon the track board and move it either forward or backward upon the track. But with that said, the player cannot move a locomotive or card off the track board during movement. If there are two locomotives found upon the track board, then the player will have to choose which one to move. When making a movement, it allows to be along one continuous track and the player is unable to make a sharp turn to the movement, or a sharp turn is a turn that is less than 90 degrees. With the coupling action of a locomotive, the last coupled car found in the train, it can be done either before or after moving the locomotive and is done with the car or locomotive that is occupying the track line that is found directly behind behind said train or coupled car. All coupled cars and locomotive can now move along with the lead locomotive. Players are also able to uncouple these trains. This can occur either before or after the locomotive has moved, but the player can uncouple any of their coupled cars or locomotive. This allows the player to move their locomotive without any of the uncoupled car or cars or locomotive. It is also possible for the players to stop a locomotive. Doing so counts as one movement towards the maximum number of moves that can be done upon the route card. When they stop, all locomotives and coupled cars will have to stop between train lines with only one car or locomotive found on the space between train lines. Finally, we have push, which occurs when the locomotive is moved forward or backward upon the track. When performing a push, a player can move cars or locomotives found upon the track in the same direction as the locomotive. A player also possesses a skill rank which is dependent upon the number of moves they perform in order to complete a route. The highest rank a player can have is Yardmaster, which is earned by performing the minimum move in order to succeed. The lowest rank a player can have is Stingleman, which is earned by performing the maximum number of moves allowed in order to win. Found upon the back of each route card, it gives the player the means of obtaining the Yardmaster rank. This is known as the Rail Yard Guide. With every move that a locomotive or locomotives will need to make, it will show the starting position and its destination. Every train line is also identified by their own shape, color, and letter. So with that said, we hope you enjoyed our series pertaining to how to go about playing Ticket to Ride. If you liked this episode, feel free to give it a like, and if you want to stay up to date on any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as low as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpointgaming. We look forward to seeing you in the next game series, and as always, happy gaming.